What's going on, everyone? Hope you guys are having a great week. It is Wednesday, getting over that hump. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel like I've been going 200% ever since this whole thing hit and this disaster happened. So much is going on in the world. Uh, I hope you guys are busy getting things done like I am. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show. Part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HGBT in the memo field. You'll get that sweet mug and tons of other great content. And I wonder if there is ever going to be a time where podcasts just stop talking about what they're normally talking about, their, their niche that they're in, because they have nothing left to talk about. Because there's only one thing to talk about and everything that revolves around it. Uh, really interesting. But one thing I do want to share, maybe a great opportunity if you are in the fabrication industry and you're able to build things. It turns out staircase railing is a very lucrative field to get into. I've been going around just looking at quotes, not even for install, but just for the parts for myself, me, your humble host to install it himself. And I'm getting quotes for like $10,000, $10,000, not just from like one, not from just one vendor, but several. It's insane. So there's got to be some good margins in that. And if you are maybe in some kind of like automobile mechanic and you can, you can do welding and you can create custom metal and other kinds of what materials you'd use for staircase railing, that might be a great option. I could not believe it how much that costs. Man, it's so interesting to see all of the, I don't know how to say it, but the tyrannical steps that our government has been taking. And I remember the good old days when we were just complaining about social media um, censorship, and we were talking about that from an oppressed perspective. Uh but this whole new world that we live in has really brought the tyrant out in a lot of people's hearts. I'll tell you, there's people that are protesting in Michigan with the governor. There's police departments that are arresting parties that are in private property. There's people or there's police departments that are saying you can't go check your mailbox without wearing shorts, without wearing shorts. It's absolutely insane. And it's just an interesting thing to be thinking about of why is this happening? And I was listening to someone else's podcast and was thinking about how they were talking about the spheres of authority. And we really just do not have a great grasp of that, of those spheres of authority. And one of those obviously is the government. And I was trying to think of what is business's role within that conversation? Because there obviously is a great role for businesses to be participating in these different spheres of government. One, you can give campaign contributions to the government. Two, you can, you know, do or have organizations, you can have lobbying groups. And then in the church sphere of government, obviously, you can be a, a 
big contributor to donations and helping you know build buildings and helping people that are struggling within your church, your family, obviously there's application to that and the individual. And I was just thinking through all of these different overreaches that we're seeing, it would be really great if we had Christians with this really like nailed down, hashed out understanding of our role in society as Christians. And I feel like that's been something that's been missing a lot, but really, especially in the business world. And that's something that this show has been talking about since the beginning. The importance of being successful is not for the material goods. It's not for the, you know, the nice cars, the nice house and all that stuff, but it's the, uh, the, things that we can push forward, the agendas that we can um, back, that we can support, that we can assert from a Christian perspective. And thinking through just if we had a majority of the United States full of Christian businesses or even enough where politicians were scared to do things that would cross the, the Christian community, because a majority of their donors were successful Christian business people who weren't afraid of supporting and fighting back and standing up for the little guy. What if we had churches that were so supported by Christian businesses that they were able to do things in these times to help people and um, not have to just close down and not just have to kind of lay off people and stop doing the normal services that they had to do. There's a just, I think, a big opportunity for us to grow into that. And I've been trying to figure out how to say that in the most encouraging way possible, because I feel like we've given up on that role as Christians for a long time is that influencer in the business community, that influencer in the political sphere. And we should be trying to not just achieve that for ourselves, but exhorting other Christians to do the same alongside with us. Uh, so that was my first thought of the day. The other thing in the news that was kind of uh, shocking to me was that Facebook is actually labeled a Republican who's running for office as a dangerous person. She's running against Omar um, Il Ilmar, Omar, whatever her name is. And she's labeled as a dangerous person. And I believe the citation was is because she called Omar somebody who hates Jewish people. So something to that effect or anti-Jew, anti-Jewish person. And again, I'm just thinking it would have been great if for the last 30, 40 years, we had that Christian mindset that we needed to create businesses. We needed to create platforms. We needed to have a voice. We needed to stand up in our corporations, in our careers for Christian values, where if there was such a thing as Facebook that would censor, that there would be easily another platform that had Christian values, that espoused freedom, that was somebody who stuck up for liberty and freedom of speech and wasn't trying to manipulate elections, which is what Facebook is doing by doing this. It would have been so nice to see that, but we don't have that. And it's kind of a sobering thought to think about where we are in our post-Christian society in the business arena with where are the influential Christians. There's some out there, but there needs to be a lot more. And I'm just one of the prayers that I have in doing this 
podcast and helping people and giving free consultations and free consulting with small businesses and encouraging you to do the 250 making 250, which is my goal this year is to get 250 of you to make $250 in revenue uh, a month, which kind of could seem daunting at this time, but there are opportunities still out there even now that I'm, I'm 100% convinced of. Um, to start a business this year. And then we can go into talking about scaling and growing your company. So that has been my prayer of getting Christians to rise up and to um, take hold of the opportunities that we have in this country and to rise to the leadership positions that we can start building products that give us authority that we can proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. we got some other news that I wanted to talk about. Um, if you have any questions, comments, if you're listening, you can put them in the chat and I can see them and I, I can answer them. and can talk to uh, you guys about what you guys have or thinking about and questions about business, finance, whatever. Um, and just be thinking about those questions. As I talked to you about Kingsman Grooming products right now, 25% off. Go to uh, kingsmangroomingpros.com. Get pre-shave, aftershave, balms, oils, lotions. They have great high quality products. They're a great Christian company. They're a supporter of the show. They're a supporter of our network. Um, go check them out. You're already using these products. You might as well use great quality products and support a Christian company and get 25% off. There is a rare opportunities in life to get a discount on high-end quality products, and this is one of them. So go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, get that pre-shave, aftershave, whatever you need, and put in HTBT to get 25% off. Today, I saw that the small business loans have been such a success that they have already given out $296 billion and they could reach their limit by, it says Wednesday, but today is Wednesday. So it's either today or next week. I have a feeling that, that it's next week. But we're almost out of the money that is needed in the economy, that is needed for small business. Remember, Small business makes up 50% of those employed in the United States. This is a really big deal. And whatever you say about the government, they should just open open up and that we should all get back to work. Or if we should do what we've been doing, continue to do it. Whatever your position is on that, the point, the, the fact is that as of now, the government has wrecked tons of small businesses and they owe small businesses these kind of handouts and help. Not only for the people that work for them, for the businesses themselves. They deserve to get some kind of compensation for what the government has done to them for right or wrong. It doesn't really matter. But the reason that this program is in jeopardy now is not because it's not successful, not because of how well it was rolled out or because it was a disaster like the Obamacare website that, remember, they spent like a billion dollars on it and it was just it didn't work for a while. Uh, no, this program actually works. But the Democrats are still not willing to budge to fund the program. And they're using it as a political football, not for even the politics of winning an election, because this doesn't look good for them. And they have little hope of winning with a nominee like Joe Biden, which who I'm not even really convinced is going to be the nominee. But because they want to reward the donors and the people that pay them off by putting in more pork into a bill instead of just funding this bill. This bill was bipartisan. Both parties agreed to it. Both parties said it was good for small business. 
And yet the Democrats are saying we are not going to fund it unless you reward my donors by giving them handouts in this bill. And that should infuriate every single one of us. In the first part of the show, we were talking about the importance of Christian business influence. And to think that there's no Christian business influence, to think that there would be no influence? No. There are other people asserting their own influence. There's people in businesses that are successful that are using where their success to put forth their agenda. And there's evil people that are telling the Democrats to put my my ask, put my request in this bill or don't pass it. And the Democrat politicians who are getting rich from these people are holding out and putting small businesses at risk. It's absolutely disgusting. It is atrocious. And something you need to keep in mind for this election and who you support. And also something to consider for people who are sick of it and want to run themselves. We need, not only do we need businesses that are going to support and be successful enough to be able to financially back Christian politicians, people that have Christian values, but we also need people to run that have Christian values and something to be uh, praying about. I love that our very own Gabe Wrench is running for the commissioner, county commissioner of his uh, of his county. So consider supporting him as well in that. What else is going on today? Sources believe I'm just going to take a victory lap. I wish I could play a song that wouldn't, you know, get a copyright infringement talking about all I do is win. And then you could see me dance my white little dance. But sources believe the coronavirus originated in a Wuhan lab as part of China's effort to compete with us. How many stories and how many people from the press have you heard talk to you and tell you that that's a conspiracy theory, that there's no way that happened? I think even Tom Cotton, who was in Arkansas, uh, who is an Arkansas congressman, representative, someone in the Senate, was saying this kind of thing. And he was getting lambasted for what he was saying as being crazy, you know, a kook and all that stuff. And I just want to bring this up to you because another narrative and another space for Christians, again, I want to reiterate, is in journalism, is in the media. We need more and more Christians to be in this field because what we were hearing was stories. And we talked about even that we need Christians in the sciences and the medical labs is remember this story. It was being pushed to us that there's no way that this could be made in a lab because it couldn't have come from a lab. It couldn't have been made by a lab. It had to come from nature because no one, no one has the capacity in our labs in the United States to think to create something like this or to experiment some, with something like this. There was no way it was made by humans. It had to just naturally evolve because we didn't have the information to make something this good to make something this effective. It was something to that effect. And that was the proof for so long that there is no way that China was responsible for it from a lab because it was too complex. It was too out of the ordinary. It was not the line of thinking, the track to 
of what the, our current scientists were thinking or thought was possible. Now, I'm not a scientist, so there's probably a way more technical, accurate explanation of that, but that was the gist of it. And here we go. Here is the headline. Not only did it come from the lab, but it was part of China's efforts to compete with the U.S. Compete how? Compete how? Well, it could only be a few things. It could be bio-warfare. It could be vaccines. It could be how to treat, treat coronaviruses. But they were doing something with it. They were doing some kind of manipulation. And the story we heard from the press for so long was, I mean, it feels like so long, but this has only been happening for a couple months. For the last couple of weeks, is there's no way it could have been. The medical labs, the scientists, the people we can never question or never wrong, they were all saying it couldn't be done. And yet here we are. It came from a Wuhan lab. It came from China. <sighs> okay, last thing I wanted to talk about, kind of related to that, is Trump said in his speech, well, and also he's starting to hint at that we're going to start reopening states sooner than May 1st, which is a blessing. The more we can open sooner, the better we are. But what I want to say was he was he defunded who until there's a further investigation. And I hope we never never go back to funding them because they're just a propaganda arm, just like our presses for China. But one of the things that we can take and learn from this is that when an opposite side, someone you're negotiating with, even a customer, customer or even um, a vendor, when they think that you won't walk away, that gives them an immense amount of power. And it's a really funny, interesting situation when you think of it from a financial backing, from a donor perspective, or from a business organizational situation. We are the biggest funders of who we were until Trump funded them. We were the biggest, by far, funders of the World Health Organization, who. And yet, they lied to us. They didn't give us accurate information. They were siding with they were the mouthpiece for china who gives a fraction of what we give now what in the whose organizational mind did they think or why did they think that they could get away with that it's because they never thought their funding was in jeopardy and when this is something you need to remember when you are in negotiations buying a car buying a house a job, negotiating a pay raise, whenever the opposite, the opposite party thinks that you won't walk away, they're going to act a whole lot more assertive and in charge. And they're going to be doing things that they wouldn't if they thought that you could walk away. So always be willing to walk away. Always be willing to pull out of a deal, of the funding, if, and obviously, if you're not going to breach contracts or anything like that, because you will have more power and leverage and you will get a more favorable deal. And this who situation should be just one case in point for that. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. God bless.